Welcome back, everybody, to the Spirits and Beverage Podcast Bar Talk at Relief and Resource. Uh, I'm your host, John Foley. With me today, uh, usual co-host, uh, Courtney Booms. Hello. And our guest, Charlotte Ruffini. Hi. Of the uh, Cheese Lady, local cheese, uh, cheesemonger. Yeah. Cheesemonger. Mm-hmm. So one who mongs cheese for our local community <laughs> is here to talk about cheese and um, and beverage pairings. Yeah. Kind of, and just give us a little bit of uh, information on some of the stuff that she's got in her awesome shop, which is located about four blocks away from Relief and Resource. <clears throat> and um, Char worked here. I did. For almost four years. Quite a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's alumni coming back to help us out with the podcast, which we very much appreciate. And since this episode is going to hit you guys in early November, this is also a great way to research maybe some stuff that you want to buy for get-togethers at your house, you know, setting cheese out for, for holiday gatherings or just having some friends over uh, around around Thanksgiving, et cetera. Uh, cheese is a great thing to have for, for a longer um, longer hangout time. You let it sit, kind of yeah, you know, being around it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and always, before we get going with Shar, I want to thank iLogic Media, um, our production sponsor, and they put out a ton of great content. So please, if you haven't uh, checked out the other things on iLogic, please do. Well worth your time. Awesome. Well, let's- Let's run into it. Go well, into we got to get in. We got to get point. right into cheese. Right into the cheese. Well, let's do the whiskey first, then okay. I'll cut cheese for us. And it should be noted also that I don't know if we've ever mentioned this in the podcast, but Courtney does the order hey, for yes. uh, all the cheese and charcuterie that we serve in the bar. So she's the one kind of researching this product, uh, product excuse me, every week, mm-hmm. keeping the our chalkboard rotating with lots of really good stuff. Try to change it up. A couple cheddars, a couple hard cheeses, a couple soft cheeses. Yeah. It's just a good variety. How many do you have at your shop? Oh, shoot. I mean, currently I probably have like close to 115. Uh, When we get into the holiday season, we'll get some new holiday only things. Like I know I'm getting one tomorrow, which is a soft cheese rolled in cranberries. That's we're only going to have for the season. So I would say probably around 115, 120, depending on the day. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of cheese. So it's it's quite a few. And you go through all of it. Yeah. Yeah. People like cheese. It's a very, it's a very easy job. Yeah. It's the perfect snack to pair with anything cocktail. Anything, yeah. Anything in, in, oh, yeah. In, yeah. In general, anything. Period. Yeah. Long before relief and resource was open, even when we were in the the early stages of figuring out what we wanted to do food wise, uh, cheese and charcuterie was a given. Yeah. Like that was something we knew we would do um, from day one and continue to do because it's the perfect type of food for. I, my, in my opinion, four cocktails and four, like sitting in a cocktail bar, yeah. you know, it's conducive to conversation. Yeah. Um, it's not a huge, massive, heavy meal and it's very high flavor, which goes well with mm. things that you're drinking. I agree. It's easier to like nosh as you go along the same as uh, like bar nuts or pretzels or something like that, but maybe just a little bit mm-hmm. fancier. Yeah. This is ours? Okay. Yeah. Here, will you pour this one? Yeah. So so started with... You don't remember? Remember how? I forgot. Okay. I cleared that out when I had the <laughs> That's part of the things that I removed. Yeah. Whiskey knowledge out one. No, okay, so general, I can't uh, hand this off screen, I guess. Uh, that was Elijah Craig for the for the radio listeners. That was Elijah Craig um, single barrel. So a single barrel of uh, selected from barrels that become Elijah Craig small batch that Courtney and I picked uh, down in Bardstown in April. Mm-hmm. Just that we're working off year, of. Yeah. So. And it's been on the podcast before. I think you had it during your hot drinks one. I did. I did. Yeah. And what do we have? What's the cheese? So cheese right here. This little guy is um, old Quebec cheddar. It is a um, aged cheddar from Quebec, like the name says. The cool thing about this one, though, it is created in Quebec, but then it is um, 
sent over to Lancaster, Pennsylvania to age over there because they have better environment for it. They have better caves and minerality and all that good stuff. So this is going to be a three-year-old cheddar. It's aged for at least three years. They say it could be up to four or five, depending on when they feel that it's ready. Um, it's sharp. It's not incredibly sharp, though. I know that you guys love that Bat 17 cheddar that we have, which is actually younger, but it's a little bit drier and crumblier. This one has more moisture to it, more depth. Um, and it's also made with raw milk. That adds to the creaminess of it a little bit. So I think it's important to just go back because this is a misconception I had forever. Mm -hmm. Age does not always equate to max sharpness. Correct. Yes. Which um, a lot of people think the older the sharper. Cheddar is a super interesting cheese. I know that most of us are like, oh, it's mild cheddar or sharp cheddar and that's cheddar. Like there's a Flory's Truckle, which is a cloth bound cheddar, which I would say is not sharp whatsoever. Not really. But it's extremely mineral heavy. This one is older than the other cheddar, but it has more moisture just because of the environment that it's aged in and how it's created. And with cheddaring process, what they do with what makes a cheddar a cheddar is they take it, press it into a mold, and then they crush it up again. They run it through like a sieve and get all those pieces, and then press it further. And so that's how you get that like crumbly. And then if you see like a flavor checked, a flavored cheddar like that marbled look, it's because they break it up and then push it together again. So they might have only done that like once or twice with this cheddar. That's why it has more moisture in it. Whereas like the other cheddars that are sharper or have more crystallization, things like that, they might have done that process multiple times to create that texture. So I picked this one because it's sharp and it's bold, but it also has more moisture. So it's going to balance. It's really creamy. Yeah. It's going to balance because this one's what, 94 proof? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So most of the research that I was doing um, kept saying, it's like, oh, you can do like a sharp, uh, an aged Gouda and things like that because they're really butterscotchy but you want to have your whiskey be like 80 proof and stuff like that. So since this one's a little warmer, well with this one, it's got a little creamier, creamier texture to it. What would you say the raw milk content gives like towards the cheese versus a pasteurized cheese or something? Um, like, is it a sweetness? Cause like it tastes sweeter to me, or like it smells like sweet cream, but it, it doesn't taste, yeah, um, it you know, can it's still be. sharp at the same time. It can be. So that's kind of, it's one of those things I know that we're really familiar with it to it. Cause that's how, alcohol is too which just the depends yeah. you know it's so different for everything um this cheese i think that they made the choice to make it raw milk to add to the flavor because it can give it like more more of a depth i would say would be i know that's super vague but <laughs> that's like really the only thing i have versus mild for you right? versus being mild but some cheeses have just been made that way forever and that's how you make them and that's the rules yeah. It's just like you have to make scotch a certain way, <clears throat> Which right? then creates yeah. the style, yeah. Right. So there, we'll get into some cheeses in a minute that are raw milk or made in a certain region where if you don't make it with raw milk, then it doesn't count, you know? Yeah. It's not what Yeah, it is. because these are as protected as wine regions. Right. Like this, As governed as wine regions. They can be, yeah. yeah. We'll get into that. The next cheese that I have for you guys is one of my favorites, and it's so protected, and it's yeah. got crazy rolls, and Sweet. I love it. So Yeah. It's great with the bourbon. The, the cheddar is great with bourbon. Well, I think so too. It makes the orange notes of the bourbon stand out a lot too. That it's almost like a chocolate orange, those cherry mm -hmm. chocolate oranges. And yeah. You eat the cheese and then immediately yeah. follow it with some bourbon. I will tell you my favorite thing to pair as far as a bridge. A lot of times um, I talk about bridges with cheese too, mm -hmm. because sometimes you're like, I don't want to eat cheese and whiskey. What the heck? Like that's all I'm eating. Sweet stuff is a great bridge. Salty stuff is a great bridge. So even something as simple as like a buttery cracker with this, with the whiskey is 
important. So you have to look at the accompaniments as far as like bridges. So this one in particular, mm -hmm. because it is salty and rich, if you put a dollop of lemon curd on it, it tastes oh. like a lemon pie. Because yeah. like the salty crust. Yeah. It yeah. is my favorite thing right now. I eat it at the store. All day. We have some lemon curd when we get to yeah. our current batch. <laughs> so yeah. good. Be quite nice. Like real lemon curd. So yeah. We're doing the next one. Excellent. I can touch this right. It's fine. Okay. That's a big honk. It's a big heck of a honk. Honk, honk, yeah. chonker. <laughs> Shot, what's the excellent tool you were using to slice that? Uh, this little yeah. guy is a handy dandy cheese planer. We saw him at the store. Um, <laughs> if you're having a party, obviously, if you have like a cheese tray and you want to cut all the cheese and have it ready for your guests, it's definitely the way you should do it. But if you are just sitting there at home or you have like just really close friends over you and three other people, this little guy gives a nice thin piece of cheese. And when you're eating cheese, this way you're not eating a ton of it, but it's covering your entire tongue. That way you're getting the most flavor out of the bite. So if you want to be real particular about it and taste cheese or do a tasting with wine or whiskey or whatever, then this is the best way to eat. I think I would have a hard time just not sitting at home with that on my lap and just I have I cheese. have done that. Yeah. Just... More than I would like to admit. <laughs> All right, All what right. cheese are we? Why are you mongering currently? Okay, so this is one of my favorite. You want to do the do the scotch first? You do the scotch oh, okay. first. Right. Yeah. Kaila. Kaila. Delicious one of my favorites. Isla's yeah. single malt scotch. So, so this is Isla, folks. For those who have been listening along to our episodes or already know, this is a pretty heavily peated stuff. This one is Northern Isla. So got a good amount of peat to it, mm -hmm. but also pretty malty and pretty creamy too. It's not as aggressively simply front palate peat forward as, say, like Arctic would be. Right. Nice yeah. grassy notes from mm -hmm. the barley in that one, too. Grassy, that's so perfect for yeah. this. So um, the cheese that I picked for this is um, Comte. So Comte is going to be from France, from eastern France. Mm. And that's going to butt right up against Switzerland and those Alps. Um, it is an alpine style cheese, and this one is very, very, very protected. There's only certain creameries that are allowed to make it. And I think they're extremely limited. I want to say, like, there's two, like, large ones that I can actually get here in Michigan, um, like, from the creamery. And then there's a lot of small, like, family style farms that are allowed to produce it as well. But they don't produce enough volume to be able to ship it, basically. Um, it's super dense, extremely rich. It's kind of in the same family as like a Gruyere, something similar to that. Can be used in place of Gruyere in, in uh, yes. certain recipes, yes. like French onions. It's very melty. It makes an amazing fondue if you want to spend a lot of money on mm -hmm. fondue. <laughs> it is a little bit pricey, um, but there's so many rules and nuances that go into taking care of this cheese, and I just love it. Like, there's only allowed to be 50 cows on the farm that the, the milk is brought from. Each 50. cow, that's the max. Um, because they want less variation in the milk? Or they want the cows to be taken care of, okay. basically. They want the quality of life. Oh, okay, they, yeah. Happy cows make good milk, make good cheese. So gotcha. each cow is required to have at least an acre and a half of grazing land, so they're not cramped up. Um, each cow has to be physically pet or touched by the farmer every single day so that they know the cow's healthy, happy, and all yeah. that stuff. You Just are allowed to mechanically milk your cows, but the first squirt of milk out of the udder first thing in the morning has to be done by hand to make sure that the cows are healthy. 
Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's like a Wagyu version of cheese. Yes, yeah. it is. And then um, this green Rainbow. label on the outside means that it has like a green, um, it has, it's like past the test basically. There's also one that's like a brown label, which is not as good, but still pretty good. They have like a very specific rating system when they taste the Comte before it leaves, it leaves the aging process. If it doesn't pass, like if it doesn't score a certain number, and I couldn't tell you the number scale off the top of my head, but doesn't score a certain number that it doesn't count they're like nope not good enough not selling it if it's not over like 75 percentile they don't sell it wow yeah i don't know what they do with it but probably feed it to the kids or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah you can see how dense it is and it's got this gorgeous natural rind on the outside so it's not smelly per se but it does have a nice natural crusty coat on there so that technically is edible you probably don't want to eat it but the rind to each their own yeah, yeah. But this is just very dense and very rich and bold. And I know that it would stand really well next really to the scotch. Sorry, way softer than that cheddar. Like you can actually hold your... Yeah, this is going to be semi-soft. We call it floppy. Like everyone's like, what's the difference between soft and semi-soft and semi-hard? Semi-hard and semi-soft are so like, such spectrum. But usually I say if you can bend it without a breaking, then it's semi-soft. But this is still so dense, but... Ooh. It's kind of those salt crystals I like, but it's really thin. Mm-hmm. Really rich and creamy. Well, I'm eating off my glove can. What a monster. <laughs> you got a spare? You got a yeah. spare glove? Got a spare. We're good. So this, <clears throat> Comte is one of the cheeses that... Ooh. Sorry, I'll try not to chew and talk. It was really, really rude. <laughs> uh, it's one of the cheeses that, that made me start to appreciate good cheese. Like I didn't really grow up eating a lot of gourmet cheese by any means. It was until I got in the restaurant industry that I was able to discover it. And I think there's something really approachable about it without being, without losing any complexity no, at all. Yeah. I mean, to the American palate, this is something that you could really easily get into. Absolutely. I, I think like. it's a great gateway cheese, as mm -hmm. we say, like, right. Cheese. There's like gateway mm -hmm. scotches for people that aren't used to peat, bold things like that. But, um, it's a great gateway cheese. <clears throat> when we get into it later, too, I also love to use Manchego as a gateway cheese. Yeah, that's for, the other one. For, for non-cow milk, because people are like, holy crap, they make cheese out of stuff other than yeah. cows. And I'm like, listen, it's not that bad. If it's, it's got, got too scary, it can be yeah. milk. So it's true. The creaminess and the finish on this cheese, I think, would go really nicely with the, the pea. Yeah. Well, and the grassy note, too, because like Charlotte picked that up right when I said like grassy is exactly what I was looking for. Hay out of this cheese. Yep. And then that barley grain, like the rough cereal grain almost of the carilla. And then you just get smoke on the back end, which cools down that creaminess. That's great cream. Oh, well done, Charlotte. Yeah. Thank you. This is the hardest part of my gosh. Just getting a glove onto your hand after it's like sweaty. Yep. Hand off. Thank you. Blue. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Blue is a controversial <laughs> cheese. Ooh, it can controversial. be. Can yeah, be, yeah. Controversial. People get get Love real, yeah, get real aggressively angry if they hate it. People get about about heated even about how, blue cheese About how much sometimes. they hate it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, it's, you got to get used to it, but I, I'd like to think that I can probably get someone to like blue cheese. We're pairing it with a lovely Glenfiddich 12-year. Ooh, yes, which it's is Bayside. Yeah, which is the Glenfiddich that everybody can get pretty much anywhere. Easily available. Yeah. Very honey. Has anybody ever done the study about how much um, 
how disproportionate the consumption in this country of blue cheeses and uh, dirty martini olives versus oh. other <laughs> other means of people are like, oh, I hate consuming. blue cheese unless it's surrounded by vodka. Yeah, and salt. <laughs> then it's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go on record by saying that I think the dirty martini with blue cheese olives is the worst drink in history of, of all yes, cocktails. Yes, we know how we know how that is. <laughs> Um, so I want Brian, I'll get it for my scotch. Thank you. Well, <laughs> it's just, can't <laughs> just eat him on the side. Can't drink that drink. I get it, but it's actually all right. I've made you a dirty facetious. before. No. What? No. Didn't I make you one once back in the day? Uh, I hope not. I would, <laughs> I would drink a pickleback shot before I drank a dirty martini if I that wanted tracks. to get a salty drink. Okay. You get as many electrolytes that way too. Yeah. yeah. You'd be feeling fine. I love that you took that into consideration. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is, this is Gorgonzola? This is Gorgonzola. Okay. So this is Gorgonzola Picante. So there's Gorgonzola Dolce, which is, means sweet, and then there's Gorgonzola Picante, which means hot. In this case, it's not spicy. It's just has more pepperiness to it, I would say. Bold. It's bolder. Yeah. Um, the difference is in the process of making this cheese would be instead of using all the fresh curds from that day's milking, they use the night before's some of the night before's milk. So it has a little bit of a, a little bit of funk on it, I guess. It, it uh, encourages do. encourages the penicillin growth a little bit more than the um, Dolce variety. Is that what these lines, because like some blue cheeses, you can see a straight line just kind of where they inject. Correct. So like if you look, I mean, I can't you know, usually, yeast, if you right? see that like right, that line right there. And if you look at the top, this one's not a great example of it, but there you can see puncture, puncture wounds oh, on yeah. the top yeah. of yeah. where they had this injection. <clears throat> yep. Um, so what they do is they they wrap the cheese, they let it sit and harden into a mold, and then they puncture it. This one, this cheese in particular, has to be punctured with copper needles. It's one of the rules. Okay. Um, and then they wrap it in foil. That foil um, keeps the moisture inside of it, so it encourages the mold growth throughout the cheese. Italian. Italian, yes, Italian, um, Northern Italy, mm -hmm. Lombardi. So I'm going to use a butter knife to scrape this. Usually, this is not what I do. And I'm just going to hand the butter knives to you so you can have your little knife. Oh, on. great. Yeah. So this one, as you can see, it's less, it is soft, soft, soft. And this one is nice and salty. It's creamy. It is, I would say, on a scale of one to 10, pretty, pretty blue. Maybe yeah. Like a seven. Yeah. I think Dolce is more approachable. Dolce is definitely more approachable. And that's what you see a lot in like the grocery stores and things like that. It is a little bit more readily available too. Um, I don't currently carry Dolce at my store just because I know that you can't get it other places and I want to have people try new things, but if you need it, I can get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, blue cheese is traditionally like a desserty cheese and I know this is a sweeter, more honey forward scotch. So I went with this guy. It's got a really strongly aggressive honey nose, the Glenfiddich. And I love blue cheese. Now. That's it's awesome. Good. That's such a fantastic pairing. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be good. And you know, I, I guess you 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 progress as as you grow with blue cheese, and like you have mm -hmm. to teach yourself kind of how to like it. Yes. Um, it's funny because I haven't tasted a gorgonzola picante in probably five years, and mm -hmm. I remember thinking even prior to that, like, wow, you know, this is this is pretty intense, pretty blue. blue. Yeah. Um, but in between then and now, mm -hmm. I've certainly tasted more intensely blue cheeses. This tastes pretty right. approachable at I this know stage. you guys had that Calabras on there, that one from oh. Spain. That's basically okay, black. Okay, so um, 
the Calabras one, isn't it? Is it Calabras? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. So yeah, that stuff was, you can taste that stuff in your nose. Right. Like it was when like, you're it was like ammonia, like, like the way that yeah. Like, yeah, it just exploded <laughs> like the middle of your palate. Flames your sinuses. And I don't, I, you can pair anything you want with that. Um, and then you're still just going to taste that cheese. So yeah, you mentioned forever. this is like peppery, which it is, but the creamy factor, like, and the moisture being locked in, still gives you like a super soft, sweet mouthfeel. Right? Uh, yeah, it finishes nice and yeah, nice yeah. And it's really like people like see it, and especially since this has such a gnarly rind on the, the because this one does have a lot of moisture. Um, when you get this cheese in the store, like when I get it on my big wheel, it's almost like velvety. And then as soon as you touch it, it just turns to stick. Like it's just so sure, sticky. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh my God, is this good? Is it bad? I'm like, no, it's supposed to be all orange on the outside. Yeah. It's totally fine. Is it just is that called, like, a bloomy mold or something? This one isn't particularly bloomy, mm -hmm. but it's just the the mold growth, just the natural environment. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that they age it probably in a dark, <laughs> wet room. And it's so salty. So salty. It's so salty. Salty cheese is yeah. so good though. Is that? It's midnight. Midnight moon. Midnight. That's a great cheese. We've yeah. had it on our board as well before. Yeah. And we're pairing it with El Dorado Eight Year. Yes. Go cheese and, and rum. Go cheese and rum. Go cheese and rum. I'm going to do a little. I'm spilling water everywhere. Should be doing it out of the pitcher with the, the lip that's meant for pouring. <laughs> but you, it's almost like he's poured uh, things before. I, not, That's crazy. Does he do not well today. Here, give me the cap. Shar, you ready to go? Yes, I am. Thank you. So, El Dorado eight year um, Guyanese cask aged Demerara rum. Yeah, nice brown so, sugar in that So, on the rum sweetness scale, this is further towards sweet. Yeah. Nice and rich, also known as black rum. Um, so, like good aged, good sugar content, very, very rich. El Dorado, you would, you know, you could drink with a cigar if you wanted. Yeah. Um, so the cheese I picked for the El Dorado is going to be this. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Um, <laughs> also, I think we're going to need, we're gonna need more of these for like two cheeses right now. Um, I picked Midnight Moon, which is going to mm -hmm. be a six-month-old goat gouda. Gouda. Goat gouda. gouda. Also, everyone I know. So in our dialect, being Michiganders, we say gouda, which is completely fine. It's technically correct. In, um, it will still get you a plate of cheese in, yes. in, in the Netherlands. Yes, yeah. 100%. Um, in the Netherlands, they say it gouda, like a hard R on the front. Um, so we try to say gouda or gouda as much as we can just to be correct, but I forget on a daily basis. Um, so anyway, this is going to be made under the Cypress Grove label, label that is out of California, but this particular cheese is made in Holland. It's just done with their money, basically. Gotcha. Um, it's aged for so they're like months. they're contracting a cheese basically correct of, yeah. yeah so they wanted more it like to a negotiant like, kind of right it's yeah. like a true holland gouda but it's done under the cypress grove label cypress grove has some awesome yeah awesome stuff. Stuff. amazing amazing cheese um so this one's six months old 100 goat milk you can tell by how um white it is compared to like a cow's milk cheese that'll be a little bit more off-white like ivory for lack of a better term and this one is going to be very 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 white it's going to be tangy and the more you age the goat cheese the less that tang is kind of a, it's not as abrasive but i picked this one for this rum because i knew i think the brightness of the fact that it's goat milk will pair really well kind of cut the sweetness a little bit more. i'm really excited yeah. about this pairing yeah it's really nutty so that um, going midnight moon is fantastic hold on i wasn't sure if that was going to work with that the planer does, does it crumble 
Well, I think that this one's been planed a little bit already, so I got to. I'm this. very impressed with the planer. That's why I'm asking questions. Oh, the planer. I don't, I don't have one. You know he's going to sit on his couch later and just plan some. Um, I have little, I have, I I have little mini ones at the mic. store too. They're <laughs> tiny. They're little personal planers. Oh, personal planer. And I'll tell you guys, this is very crumbly today. So this is my not working super well, but that's okay. Um, and I'll tell you this: if you have this one of these planers at your house and you want to put butter on your toast. We're gonna plane your butter with that, because ah. then you have a nice thin slice. Life hack, so, I'm sure. Life wow. hack, yeah. Cheese planer <laughs> life hack. Um, I remember when I had this at my house as a little kid. My mom had one from like a pampered chef party in 1993 or whatever. Those were hot in '93. They were hot in '93, yep. and um, I just used it to get cookies off the cookie sheet. That's what I used this for. <laughs> I didn't know what this was. You know, was, just so a like, small spatula for cookies. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what's this weird little line in there? I don't understand. <laughs> It's really messing with cheese my is cookies. going to pieces sure cheese is going to pieces so this is six months old goat milk tend has its slight tendency to be uh well i shouldn't say that it depends on the goat cheese the way this one's aged it's a little crumbly but because there's a lighter milk fat content in goat cheese right mm -hmm. so like there's nothing holding it together quite as strongly as yeah there are milk. some extremely decadent goat cheeses just depending on how they're aged mm -hmm. but those go super well together yeah yeah I love that's really great. Yeah. How would you serve a dive moon? I mean, aside from just putting it out. Aside from just putting it out, like yeah. how would I? Would you put in a recipe with something or? So with aged goudas, regardless of their milk, I love these with like roasted vegetables, like Ooh. Brussels sprouts, asparagus, you know, freaking kale, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like roasted balsamic vegetables and crap like that with aged gouda on it is like. I would do that. So good. Plus, it's super easy. As soon as you said roasted, I pictured roasted figs, and all of a sudden that's not. Oh, really figs! Good. Yeah, you yeah. Figs too. Really, anything. Um, poach your figs in some rum, maybe. You could poach your figs in rum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw. You could have a fig poaching there. party for your for your nearest and dearest. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be fun. So yeah, there's my moon and invitation. rum. And then I think we have rum it's next coming. too, don't yeah. we? Do we have rum next? We have another rum. Oh, we have uh, a Jamaican, Jamaican rum. Jamaican rum. Yeah. So you're getting a little funk in the party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is the estate blend? Appleton Estates. Yeah. Jamaica rum, signature blend. Signature blend. Yeah. The, this is your flagship from Appleton Estate. So we we chose these. Um, Mark chose these because we wanted, um, we wanted to get some stuff on this table that you can just go out and buy. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're all easily. Aside from our... Single barrel, obviously, which we only have here. You can go out and buy all these spirits really, really easily. Nothing's allocated. Uh, you should just be able to walk into any good spirit store and get yeah. a lot of the stuff that we're drinking today. Kawiela might be a little bit tough, but but if you look, you'll find it. Um, so for this Jamaican rum, I paired it with um, Themester XO or Extra Aged, Oof, and this guy so. is going to be also Gouda. Also Gouda. Cow milk gouda, and from Holland, all grass fed, and um, it's 26 months old. So we're like quadrupling the age um, on this guy. You can see all these great little eyes in there. Hold on, let me grab him. So anyway, this has a wax rind. It has all these great little crystally eyes. That's what they're called. These are called eyes. Yeah. So I, like I remember the. So that's gonna be like Swiss. Yeah. You, the typical <laughs> yeah, like holes thinking, in the Swiss yeah. cheese. Yeah, those are eyes. And those are just basically caused in the aging process. That's gas trying to escape, and it can't get out, so it just makes a big hole 
and cheese. Some of them are more holy than others. Just depends mm. on how often they go to church or whatever. <laughs> Nailed it. That's a cheese joke. Ha, <laughs> cheese joke for you. I got to get one in. But you can even see like the crystallized, like the little enzyme crystals in there, which is just to die for. But this one's very old. Looks awesome. Real crusty. And um, you can plane the crap out of that juice. Plane the crap out of yeah. it. Yeah, you can yeah. plane this for days. Look at this nice. Ooh, it's so well aged and firm that I imagine like it's not as ideal to put in something like a grilled cheese, but the flavor of it is. Yeah, insane. this one has. I feel like this a, one I would just be eaten by itself. Yeah. This one is eaten cheese. Yeah, yeah. it's not <laughs> great cooking cheese just because it does not have a great melting factor. Um, opposed to like that dense comte that we tried earlier, it's super hard Ooh. like physically, it's but so it's good. um. It's got that bendiness to it, but this is just like crispy, crispy, crunchy, and bold gouda. But it's still like so sweet and like butterscotchy. It's, it's amazing. Gouda's like. Despite how sharp it is, it is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, it brings out a ton of those fruity esters in this, in the Jamaican rum. It's like your banana and your papaya yeah. pop a little bit harder because of the salty left yeah. over in your mouth. I feel like, less, nice. like I like each pairing more. As we go. <laughs> Is it because we're drinking straight liquor? No. As we go? Like, everything's so good. <laughs> no, I think it's because, honestly, I like whiskey and cheese a lot, but I am less convinced than ever that whiskey is the best spirit to pair with cheese. Oh, yeah. Rum is so, a great pairing with cheese yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. It's like every time I, I venture outside of that, I end up being rewarded by yeah. kind of like a surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice. All right. It's really nutty, too. Yeah, this is such a nutty cheese. This one's so popular for our cheese trays that we do at work. We have two more of these? We have Getting like three a, like more. A, oh, great. We have this next one and then two more after that. Good lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say this is your lunch? No, <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to supplement, trust me, with much more food. But. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go get The real reason why we've been adding this. chicken wings and cheese to the shows are because we just want lunch on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to hand everyone a new... Well, I guess I'll just keep these and just hand them down, basically. Our, our very, our very uh, technical spreading knives here. Yeah. All right. So we're we doing this the next big one? baby. Yeah, I guess we are. So our next spirit of choice is cognac, Pierre Brand, eighteen forty. Cognac. I'm excited. Cognac is actually maybe the first thing I would have thought of besides whiskey as a spirit to choose because yep. it's makes sense. Um, almost. Ex- well, it's made from fruit, grapes, most of the time, mm-hmm. you might argue. And uh, everyone pairs cheese with wine so much that why yeah. not a grape-based spirit? Well, and these are Venice-Venetian grapes. I mean, these are wine grapes. Right. They, they right. just don't make great wine. They make great brandy. Yeah. Um, Uni Blanc is not a grape that makes tremendous white wine. But if you distill it, it makes fantastic brandy. Yeah. But you're still in you're still a wine Great growing area. Yeah. yeah. You still smell and taste grapes out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Know what you're looking for. And this is Pierre Ferrand, uh, 1840, which mm. is the, the, the historical pre-Phylloxera uh, recipe at the Ferrand house. Ah, Phylloxera, which we mentioned during the Irish episode, is being yeah. a yeah. mold that grew on grapes. Yeah. It kind of ruined most of them. Ripped them apart in the 1850s, yeah. 60s. So. But now we have spirits, so it's great. That's Fair. true. So um, I went full-blown dessert with this pairing. Um, this is a cheese that I've gotten within the last few months at the cheese store and I'm in love with it. I'm like hot over heels in love with it. I'm just obsessed with it and I can't, I can't even talk about it. I already love that it comes in a black wax. Okay. So this is going to be kind of a a different style of blue cheese because blue cheese usually doesn't come in a wax rind. 
Um, and like we were talking earlier, I'm going to touch it with my hands. Um, you can see all of those puncture holes throughout the back of it. Yeah. That is how they got the mold into this cheese in particular. Um, this is called Grand Noir. And it is made by the same creamery that makes Cambazola. If anyone's familiar with that one, that's going to be a bloomy rind blue cheese. Um, Champignon, I believe, is the name of the creamery that this one comes from. It is triple cream, so it has a very high fat content. It's decadent. It's creamy. It's salty. It's like all the things that your doctor tells you you're not supposed to <laughs> eat a lot of. That's what this tastes like. And it's it feels, oh, it's the best. So anyway. I've never had this one really. Excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even talk about it. I love it so much. Yeah, I've had but um, Camisola like, is German. This is going to be German blue yeah. cheese, correct? Yes. So this one is just like butter, and it's not bold at all. If I was going to have someone come into my store and be like, "I absolutely hate blue cheese. It's repulsive, and it's just not for me," then I would give them this with like a little spread of like whipped honey on it, and I'd be like, "Eat that and tell me." You That's not the it. best thing either. <laughs> <laughs> so cognac after dinner, hanging out. Maybe some jam. Maybe some jam. Woo! Doesn't get any better. So good. So yeah, this is big Charlotte smiling. Really like <laughs> <cheese>. <laughs> That's like I have the right job, man. They say do what yeah. you love, don't work a day in your life, right? Just talk about cheese. Like it's your boyfriend. If this cheese is a person, it could be marry it. <laughs> That is awesome, awesome cheese. Well, you're not joking. It's like butter. Mm -hmm. It's just like. Mm -hmm. It's like a. That's fantastic. Of, you would definitely want that on a plate around the holidays. Yeah, it's so desserty. It's like after dinner treat. Like I feel like I would want any of the classic like French dessert beverages with this. Like it could be cognac or Sauternes or Pinot de Chiron, like any of that stuff. Yeah, would be, I know. Would be awesome. I was really breaking the rules. So I was like, oh, we're doing cognac. I should probably do French cheese, but I couldn't. Germans and French can get along sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and Alsace is like flipped a couple times. <laughs> Bad circumstances. It's fabulous. It takes some of the bite out of the cognac, and so you're just getting all the sweet, mellow flavors mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah, because I feel like once the alcohol impact of good cognac disappears, it's you're pretty much usually left with just richness yeah. and sweetness. Yeah. That's a good one, Char. Cool. Yeah. She's she's a real gem. Now this isn't Look seasonal. For her get at this R &R this, this is not seasonal. Time, no, sure. I will always have this in my store unless some terrible, yeah, terrible thing happens. Um, I, think, I think that's great <laughs> for Christmas time. Cheese, yeah, even really though it's is. seasonal whenever. That looks like manchego. That, this like manchego. That's crazy. Sorry, it is manchego. <laughs> oh. I waited until I knew I was going to get one right to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guess gorgonzola too. You know what gorgonzola is. You could tell. Yeah. How many do we have after this? Oh my God, we still have only a couple, two more after this. So. But you're pairing Spanish <sighs> cheese with English dry gin. I am. Yeah. Nice. Another yeah. another world meets world situation. You know? Ooh, and it's a fresh bottle. I know you're you're intimately familiar with Tangare. Yes. You know that product. Um, Tangeray. So here's how I, I was talking to my, my father about this in the car the other day. He's like, what's your, what's your, do you have like a go-to like order? And I feel like working at the cocktail bar for so long, I really don't have like a go-to order because I want to try yeah. house cocktails. I feel like I pour like you that. just whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah. And like, sometimes I want to drink scotch and sometimes I want to drink martinis. And sometimes I want to have like a juicy white girl drink, you know, like I just want to <laughs> drink like fruit punch with gin in it. It's fine. And then, um, 
or what were those Ango sodas? I was all about those. You really like yeah, the Ango soda. Soda. <laughs> store, uh, bitter lemon lime soda. I was like, I don't even care what alcohol is in it. I just yeah, the it's soda. a delivery device for the, yeah. for the soda. <laughs> but um, the, so but like I think Tangeray is my go-to panic order. Like servers, <laughs> you're, you sit down at the table, servers like, what do you want? I'm like, uh, Tangeray and tonic, and it's not just gin and tonic. It's always Tangeray and tonic. It's my go-to. I know it's going to be good no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's a delicious citrus forward gin. Okay. The first time I met you, Shar, was actually at a gin class here. Oh yeah, it was before I started working. I, I had my plaid with you. My plaid jacket. We taught that one, right? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Together. Yeah. Was that the martini class, or was it just the gin class? Uh, it started with the martini, so yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was a class the, the origin on of the, the gin martini. The origin of yeah. yeah. It really, it was a good class. Cool. So yeah, with this guy, I uh, picked Manchego. Honestly, mostly because gin is dry and this is oily. It's oily cheese. So we're pairing for contrast. Yeah. I'm really contrasting these two. Yeah. All right. So this one's got salt. I did a lot of reading on this and a lot of the um, articles that I went through paired it um, with Pecorino a few times. I decided not to do Pecorino today strictly because I do not have as obscure of varieties as Pecorino as I would like. I have... Pecorino Romano, which is classic Italian cooking cheese, right? I do get some seasonal pecorinos in that are more specific and more built for eating rather than cooking. Um, But this is going to be another, this is, this particular manchego is aged 12 months. So it's pretty hard, firm, salty, hundred percent sheep's milk. And it's oily. It's nice and oily. If you let this sit out on your counter, it's going to leave an oil mark on it. It's going like, to wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not water. It's oil. It's yeah. like an uh, like oily almond, you know? One of the things I also like about Manchego is distinctive design on it. It's almost like a herringbone. Yeah, like this basket Contact. weave pattern. Yeah. That is one of the rules, and no one else is allowed to copy it either. Right. So that being said, there are different varieties. Like, I know you guys have, like, it all... Adiaz Ball. thank you. <laughs> and um, I also have one that's Iberico, which is all three milks. It's sheep, goat, and cow. And that really? one has this yes. basket weave on yes, there Yes, we discussed well. that one as well. Yeah. Um, and that one's another, it's almost more approachable than Manchego, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's got more. That one sounds good too. But yeah, so we're going to do 12-month Manchego. Nice oily boy for this dry gin. Mm-hmm. And you can see the aging. It has all these gaps in it. Rather than if you see like a young Manchego, it's going to be more solid. Is going to have more of like the air air pockets in there. All right. Thank you. Is that for you? Yeah. The little air pockets make it almost look like it's a baby Swiss or something like that. But right. And this is very breakable. Like it's very, it's not as bendy. My personal favorite Manchego is six months old, but this one was more I ideal. I love the smell of a Manchego. It's mm-hmm. like, like a sheep's foot if it was nice if it was clean it was yeah if like a baby, baby sheep. sheep in a bathtub and you're like oh you smell so good it's like how a puppy has a certain smell yes like yeah, yeah. this is what you think a baby sheep's head would smell it's like got a little funkiness but it's not bad yeah tell me you just don't want to smell a puppy or even a human baby you smell a human baby's head not recently but i could give it a go that's great almost every day <laughs> yeah almost every day head See, is pretty tiny yeah. i don't think he smells like manchego though he doesn't smell like Manchego. It's it's very like oh that's such a. He smells more like a. He's maybe like a Derby. Like a Derby. Like a, derby. <laughs> a Sage Derby. A sage Derby. A UK no. cheddar. I argue UK cheddar is better than an American style cheddar. I agree. That's personal choice. So if you want to argue with me, that's fine. No one's gonna win. But yeah, 
we're just going to fight to the death about which gender is better. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. I remember earlier you said Manchego is a very nice we'll approachable on. cheese um, for first time sheep's milk cheese. Yes. Uh, this is a great right. cheese. If really you've nice. never had anything other than cow cheese, this is a great place to start. And it also looks so pretty on board. So pretty. This this weave on there, and you can cut it into perfect little triangles and lay it out. Yeah, it displays nice. You want to show off. Now here's one that won't look good on board all night long. Not all night long. Probably maybe not. early. Can you hand me a piece of paper? <laughs> Thank you. All right. There she is. All her glory. Look at her. She's squishy. She looks like a brain. <laughs> <laughs> and she's paired with a Teeling Irish whiskey. All right. Yes. Yeah. Small batch. Is that correct? Yes. I love teeling I do too. Um, we just for lots this. of reasons. I, I think it's a really, really useful whiskey. It's great, uh, a great cocktail whiskey. That's just what I was going to say. It's great to pour on its own, but it's also great to add other flavors too if you wanted to mix it into yeah, We have a drink with teeling on our menu right now. And I was reading this one's relative, like the distillery's relatively new, like 2012. Yeah. 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 They just started releasing a, a pot still and a single malt. Gotcha. And a single grain, and then this is the, the small batch, which has been around for a while. A while now. Yeah. yeah. My one of my favorites from them is Brabazon, which tastes like a s'mores. Ooh, a s'more. <laughs> Chocolate and marshmallow. Oh, so All right. So the cheese that I selected for this delicious little whiskey bit is um, triple cream, triple cream brie from France, Delice de Bourgogne. Um, this is going to be brie, but it is earthy, mushroomy. You know good but this definitely is not a um a novice brie this is not yeah. a brie you're gonna put in your oven and put bake with cranberries yeah put cranberries on since yeah. you just i mean this is just like a goop basically so soft so soft like, like you're scraping butter it is yeah sometimes it's a struggle you have to be very delicate like wrapping this in cheese paper is hilarious yeah it is. <laughs> trying to a little like, bit more waste with this one perhaps Yes, it tends to uh, fall apart a little bit. But this guy is almost perfect um, as far as like the ripeness. I was really pleased when I pulled this out today and it looks like this. Do you give them, they vary? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. if you, I don't know if anyone can see, all the people watching the video can see it. But like if you look here, you can see like how it's a little bit more solid in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then the, it, it ripens from the outside in. So you're going to have a slightly more firm center and then it's going to ripen until it basically collapses in on itself like a black hole. Actually, I don't know how well we can tell from the video as well, yeah. but the very, very center part of it is like super bright white and yes. the outer yep. side is almost like opaque. Yes. So as it ages, it's going to get a little bit, it's going to, and that earthiness is going to really come through the older it gets. Um, just like, you know, whiskey gets bolder as it gets older sometimes, this stuff, like, and this is with any brie. If you buy a piece of double cream brie from the store, I'll tell you this right now, even if you buy like a little wheel of like Rennie Peacock at the grocery store and it says it goes bad on November 6th, that cheese is fine for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Do not listen to the label. If you hold it up to your face and it smells ammoniated or you see anything pink on it, that's when you need to start being worried. But I guarantee you, if you buy cheese at the grocery store, it's good for a month at least past after, the day. After the day. Yeah. Cheese yeah. takes a long time to go bad. It's one of my favorite things about working in the cheese industry because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep my stuff for a while. Um, the softer cheeses you have to be more concerned about, but you guys are all smart. 
if it looks gross and it smells bad, then probably throw it out, but do not pay attention to the dates. That's one of the other things that I've noticed too, ordering for us at the bar is because we'll, you know, we'll cut the cheeses and sometimes you'll get this like white freckles on the outside and it's actually just salt. Mm -hmm. At first we couldn't tell quite right right away whether it was mold or salt. And so we had to test it. Yeah. It smelled great. And it was just salt. The mold on cheese looks really bad. Like the bad stuff I feel like looks. Right. Like if you, if you have to think about it, you're probably fine. That's what I tell all my girls, yeah. like all my employees when I hire them. I'm like, if you think you're like, mm, I'm not sure, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, holy shit, that smells like a dead body, then you should probably throw it off. <laughs> yeah. You'll know. You'll know. Trust me. You'll know. <laughs> so <laughs> back like to this, this pairing is amazing. I think this cheese is so, so lush and intense and, yeah. and like fully realized in terms of flavor. It's, it's bold. Yeah. And you sure. always think of Brie as kind of light and creamy. But it's, no, it's it's very it's very different. Bigger scale, yeah. To that style of cheese, then it smells like buttered toast with just a, just a little bit of marmite on it, just like a little bit of a yeasty smell Ooh. to it or something. Yeah, it well. does. It's super nice. Cheese yeah. does smell. Some cheeses smell very yeasty. Like Irish whiskeys are mellow and refined mm-hmm. and and it's creamy and sweet, and they're they're easy to drink. So they go great with toast. yeah, uh, they go great with toast. Great with toast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're also really good with a like a. A really creamy cheese too. Yeah, that that yeah. mouthfeel is very complimentary. Yeah, I love this cheese. I love yeah, when I can great. talk Thanks people for into this it. One. Um, it's nice. We got, we're down to it. We're down to the last one. one. Which is actually my most uh, I'm most interested in this pairing because if instead of doing a spirit, technically we're doing a liquor. Yeah, but definitely one that you would in in certain situations drink after a meal. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chartreuse is one of my favorite things. That's yeah. I love chartreuse. Yeah. Green chartreuse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to drink chartreuse, honestly. Okay. So we are doing green chartreuse, which is just top secret. No one actually knows what it is, but it's not the best of herbs. <laughs> it just is. From France, made by monks. Yep. I know when I Delicious. worked here, people would be like, well, like, what is green chartreuse? I'm like, do you know what green tastes like? Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, like, grass, leaves, green stuff. Herbs. Yes. Yeah. Tastes like green. Like you close your eyes and like that's what green is supposed to taste like. And they're like, <laughs> they look at me and they go, all right. And then they order the drink. And they're like, this tastes like green. You're so right. And I was like, I told you it tastes like green. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but it just is. It's fun to drink neat too because I always get a really like warming sensation in my chest almost more than I would have like an overproof whiskey. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's got it that. Is, what, 120? 110 yeah. proof. Oh, it's a strong one. And viscosity. It's just, yeah. it's yes. rich. Yes. Yeah. What so, do we have paired with it? So for our freaking big bodied green chartreuse, I did Parmigiano Reggiano. Um, saltier than heck. <laughs> a lot of okay, so I'm gonna go into Parmesan first off. A lot of people get Parm at the store, yeah, and it's not that. you gotta read the label. It's gotta be Parmigiano Reggiano. That's the legal protected version. And even when you get Parmesan that's already pre-shredded and things like that, the more cheese is exposed to the air, the more the flavor evaporates off of it. So the best way, and I I know I sound like a brat saying this, but like the best way to buy Parmesan is buy it in a piece like this. And then for every plate of pasta or every recipe, grate it right into the pot and then save the rest of it in the big block. Because the less air comes in contact with it, the more flavor you're going to have. So this one, Parmigiano Reggiano, is going to be different than the Parmesan you get in the green containers. Craft <laughs> <laughs> Parmesan is yeah, the Parmesan Reggiano? No, I don't oh think so. Oh my gosh! I know. I know. I hate to break it to you. It's, it's crazy. Mind-blowing. 
Um, so this is going to be very intensely salty. Definitely something that you can't eat a lot of. Um, I beg to differ. I can eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> on its own or with something, though? With something. Yeah. yeah. Like, if people uh, ask for this on trays quite a bit, and I always preface it, are you going to cook with it or are you going to eat it? Because yeah. there are better, there are really better options as far as, like, an aged Italian cheese that's snackable. Because this can be abrasive. But you know what else is abrasive? Green chartreuse. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> That's what I paired with it because it's I'm salty. For this it's, one. it's so crystally. When you told me that on your sheet all you had literally written was parm, <laughs> I was so satisfied and excited. Yeah, I'm like that. that's all I can think it's of. That's all you need. And it's just real Parmesan is so special. Yes, like everyone's like, oh, everyone knows what Parmesan is. I'm like, but you haven't I'm eaten. Thanks. They're like, you ever just eaten like a piece of plain Parmesan off a freaking 80 pound wheel? It's so good. It's so good. Like it's unbelievable. Those things are massive. Yeah, those you gotta those have drums. Mm -hmm. We order like quarter wheels, and they're still like that. They're, they're still insane. Yeah, yeah. You have to get. Um, I have a cracking kit at the store because you have to like put wedge things in it all the way around. It. Mm -hmm. It's like a process. But real parm. That flavor will absolutely special. fill your entire mouth. Mm -hmm. Like it parm takes is every like, bit of. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean too. Like there are probably other cheeses that are better to eat as a snack versus mixing it into something because it does dry, like covers your whole mouth and then it kind of dries it out. But mm -hmm. then when you follow it with the green chartreuse, yeah. it's just so like, like so sweet thick, and herby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. it just rehydrates you. I was gonna say, like every more yeah. Yeah. Your mouth. yeah. Like I don't know if I want to like go to a, like a graduation party and just eat parmesan all day, but but if they give you some green chartreuse, like that idea. I would do this. Uh, next cousin that graduates, I'm just bringing parm and green chartreuse. Yeah, a pound, a pound. Do it. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Just say you needed this. Okay. <laughs> uh, graduates. You're college, gonna grow up after this. Yeah. Age. That was outstanding. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for bringing so much cheese, Sean. Dude. It's what I love. Choices. It's what I do for a living. Yeah. Where, um, where's the store? One twenty-one, um, First Street, Fenton, Michigan. It's right behind, if you're familiar with the Fenton area, it's directly behind the Fenton Hotel. Tucked right in there. Or the big old red Red Fox building. It's right there on that little side street. By the tracks. By the tracks, by the train tracks. Yeah, if a train rolls through while you are in the store, can't hear what you're saying, but that's okay. <laughs> I can just give you cheese till you can, five minutes. I can hear you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we are open five days a week. We are closed on Sundays and Mondays. So are we. Yep. Like most of the town of Fenton, I feel like it's usually yeah. closed on Sundays and Mondays. Wait, wait. And um, we offer tons of catering options. If you have a party you want to go to over the holidays, we have tons of cheese boards. If you have a gift you want to bring to someone, we offer gift baskets and all that kind of stuff. And we just really want you to stop in and try some cheese. You can try anything you want while you're in the store. We offer as many samples as you want. So we're here for you. We're still learning at the Cheese Lady. So we want to help you learn. We just like are so excited to bring this awesome food, you know, front and center. It's a town, yeah. 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 I feel like Kenton sure. loves it and we love it. We've had tons of support. So I always have a great it's time awesome. going in there. Yeah. Right. Having fun. Well, thanks from Courtney, from myself. From Tyler, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks mm -hmm. for having me. Yeah. Tune in next time. Look for some of these cheeses on our upcoming cheese. Oh, yeah. For yes. Sure. Yeah, yes. for sure. Thanks, guys. Adios. Cool story, bro. Let's let's move on.